Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of August 27th through September 2nd, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the month of August was increased. August closed with 591 total alerts, finishing 2nd to June 2012, where 647 alerts were published. For 2012, total alerts have increased 24% compared to the same period in 2011. This is a significant increase in activity that's likely to challenge vulnerability and risk management procedures and systems and cause delays in maintaining current patch levels across environments. Risk and vulnerability managers are advised to track their status carefully to identify gaps that may cause increased exposure. Significant activity for the period focused on the reporting and tracking of activity related to an Oracle Java vulnerability. The exposure of the unpatched vulnerability impacted the current version and the numerous products that include Java. Attackers and toolkit developers were quick to respond to the vulnerability by adding exploits that were later identified in attacks targeting the vulnerability through spam and phishing campaigns and infected websites and drive-by attacks. The extensively utilized Black Hole Toolkit added the exploit and was identified as installing remote access trojans. Subsequently, Oracle released a patch for the vulnerability. However, researchers examining the Oracle patch have reported it may still include the vulnerability. The researchers with the Polish security company that originally reported the vulnerability have identified additional vulnerabilities in Java. Many of these vulnerabilities may have been reported to Oracle but are not currently released to the public. These additional vulnerabilities and the potential new vulnerability included in the recent patch will maintain high threat levels for systems that utilize Java. Prior to the release of the Oracle patch, users are advised to disable Java plugins or disable the impacted Java versions on their systems. Sources have reported that rolling back to a previous Java version is not recommended due to exposing systems to the known and widely exploited vulnerabilities that impacted previous versions. In other vulnerability activity, Mozilla released Firefox 15, which fixes multiple critical vulnerabilities. Uh, Google released the Google Chrome Stable Channel update for August 2012, which also fixes multiple critical vulnerabilities. Multiple critical vulnerabilities were reported in HP SiteScope, Operations Orchestration RSS Scheduler Service, uh, Intelligent Management Center, and Application Lifecycle Management. Adobe released the Adobe Flash Player and Air Security Update for August 2012, which fixes multiple vulnerabilities. And MontaVista released multiple updates that fix known SSL vulnerabilities embedded in their Linux version. Cisco SIO identified increased traffic as originating from DNS changer servers. Sources reported that RIPE would reallocate these IP blocks for use following the shutdown of the DNS changer servers, which may account for some of this uh, traffic. However, network uh, traffic initiated from the server side indicates that criminals are attempting to recapture systems that are still infected with DNS changer malicious code. Organizations are advised to monitor DNS changer traffic to identify new threats attempting to exploit the remaining infected systems. 
and other threat activity, ICS CERT released a security advisory for the Shamoon malware that's targeting government and critical infrastructure environments. IntelliShield published 147 events last week, 72 new events, and 75 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage confirmed the firing of a customer service employee for a minor crime committed in 1963. The employee was convicted of operating a coin-changing machine by false means. The fired employee, who used fake coins and laundromat machines, admitted the crime but questioned his firing. The employee is reviewing the FDIC waiver application process to ascertain if it could allow him to return to work in the banking industry. The firing of this employee is an extreme case. The employee was reportedly fired due to tighter FDIC regulations imposed on banks. The regulations are based on the Mortgage Employment Guidelines, released in 2011 and in February 2012. The FDIC regulations are intended to target executives and mid-level employees who have or could commit crimes such as fraud due to their positions in financial institutions. With concerns of possible FDIC penalties, banks are applying these regulations to include all employees. This is a classic example of an extreme application of regulations that often results in increased costs and bureaucracy. As a result, the employees are often the ones who lose. Often in these cases, both sides may be at fault. The government's calling for tighter regulations on banking and financial institutions, and they respond to comply with the regulations to protect themselves. The FDIC does have a waiver system in place to offer some recourse, but few waivers have been issued. A better solution is to provide greater clarification of the regulations to avoid incorrect imp- interpretation. And next in the identity risk management category, the politically motivated Team Ghost Shell conducted a series of wide-ranging attacks against businesses and government agencies in retaliation for arrests and actions against other hackers. Ghost Shell exploited vulnerabilities, largely SQL injection flaws, and weak administrative credentials in content management systems to gain access to files and database information. Ghost Shell members utilized the SQL map tool to discover and exploit vulnerable websites. After compromising a target website, the group publicly posted information in an attempt to embarrass the targeted groups. Content management systems and other internet-facing applications continue to represent a risk for organizations. Security vulnerabilities and insecure configurations are often compromised by both skilled and unskilled attackers. The SQL Map Toolkit allows attackers who may lack extensive experience to conduct exploit activity. Organizations should carefully review deployed CMS applications for vulnerabilities, use secure configurations, test deployments, and monitor the systems for necessary software updates to patch vulnerabilities. And this week in the human risk management category, a recently fired IT contractor at Toyota has been accused of hacking into Toyota's network and stealing sensitive uh, confidential corporate data. The ex-contractor allegedly stole critical proprietary information that could be used against Toyota should the information end up in the wrong hands. While we can't change human behavior, particularly when the motives are malicious, uh, events such such as this serve as a reminder that 
the lack of security policies, procedures, and technologies can adversely impact an organization. The article described an important point. Organizations should employ thorough exit procedures for recently terminated employees, regardless of whether the termination is voluntary or involuntary. These procedures should be mandated by security policies and implemented through the use of security tools and technologies. The tools and technologies should utilize features such as immediate account disablement, uh, detailed access control, and separation of duties. Following these policies will help decrease the possibility of disgruntled employees exercising their frustration upon leaving a company by targeting corporate assets and data. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, in the wake of the Stuxnet and Flame malware attacks, cyber skirmishes across the Middle East were mirroring the real-world conflicts in uh, Syria and escalating tensions between Israel and Iran. According to Reuters, a hijacked Reuters Twitter feed announced that the Free Syrian Army had collapsed in Aleppo. Several days later, a hijacked feed, purportedly from a Russian diplomat, tweeted that Syrian President Bashar al-Assad was dead. Before this account could be discredited, international oil prices spiked in price. According to the Electronic Frontier Foundation, Syrian dissidents have been barraged with targeted malware attacks that masquerade as virus protection. Disinformation campaigns and malware attacks mark the, the arrival of information warfare as an effective tactical weapon in the broader arsenal of war. They're no longer the material of academic conferences. The spike in, in crude oil prices uh, accompanying the rumor of Assad's death is an example of the unintended side effects of disinformation and the relative ease of attacks that can target economic systems. The disruptive potential of such tactics could grow if, for example, a Mumbai-style real-world attack was accompanied by a coordinated disinformation campaign. Information warfare is not new, but the speed and reach of information warfare is unprecedented. Information security specialists with exposure to networks or financial systems in the Middle East should watch for increased activity stemming from talks concerning the Syrian crisis at the upcoming UN General Assembly in New York, as well as discussions concerning a possible strike by Israel against Iran's nuclear facilities before the U.S. elections in November. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report... Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.